this will put some giddy up in your step today. My children often remind me, Dad, there has been music produced in the 21st century. In my quest to be relatable, I try to mix in some of what the kids are listening to. Here we go. Welcome to Good News Wednesday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. It's a Trump-centric roundup of good news items today. ABC News Washington Post poll has Trump at new high for approval. 47% among registered voters. That's good news. As a conservative Republican witnessing the 24-7 relentlessly negative carpet bombing of the president by most of the media, I think it's a remarkably high number. But there is another 47% rating, 47.6 to be precise, that has me more encouraged and that I believe is more solid. It's at a website called usbookies.com. For the uninitiated, a bookie is a facilitator of speculation on games of chance, also known as gambling. This website allows people to bet on elections. In the betting so far on the 2020 presidential election, the lion's share of the money is on Trump. The current percentages are Donald Trump, 47.6%, Kamala Harris, 16.4%, Elizabeth Warren, 9%, Joe Biden, 8.2%. Biden has been sinking like a stone over the last couple weeks since I discovered this website. Bernie Sanders, 6%, Pete Buttigieg, 5.3%, everybody else less than 5%. This matters to me more than a political poll because when people put their money on the line, they use their heads, not their hearts. I don't engage in sports betting, but like many sports fans, I check the line, as it's called, out of Las Vegas before big games. In a football game between Nebraska and Iowa, a bookie wants the same amount of money bet on each team. Basically, the bookie wants to break even and have the losers pay the winners, and the bookie takes a small commission of each transaction. A bookie does not want a lopsided bet on a game. If the bookie thinks Iowa is slightly better than Nebraska, maybe the line is Iowa by two and a half points. Some of you wonder, how can you score half a point? You can't. It means if you bet on Iowa, Iowa has to win by at least three points for you to win the bet. If you bet on Nebraska, if Nebraska wins or even loses by one or two points, you win the bet. Maybe the betting world sees Iowa as far superior to Nebraska. When that initial two and a half point line comes out, the betting comes in heavily for Iowa. The line might move to Iowa by six or Iowa by 10 until an equilibrium is established. The line might move the other way in favor of Nebraska if the betting world believes Nebraska is the superior team and the initial wave of money comes in for Nebraska. The point is that betting is based on cold, hard analysis of facts. Chat groups of fans and even radio and television expert analysts sometimes revel in emotional factors that may be imaginary. Sports bettors analyze statistics measuring performance, injury reports, and other concrete factors that impact the contest. People don't mess around when putting their money on the line. 
16 months, the time between now and the 2020 general election, is a long time in politics. Things could happen to change the betting pattern. But right now, nearly half the people willing to risk their money on that election see President Trump as the best bet. I can imagine someone saying, well, wait until the Democrats settle on one nominee and coalesce behind that candidate. Then you'll see an even money split between Trump and the challenger. Maybe. But the current bets already have been placed. These are people saying, I don't care who the Democratic nominee is. I'm betting on Trump. I would not be surprised if the betting moves more in Trump's favor when it becomes clear that the alternative is a pro-choice, open borders, free health care for illegal immigrants, raised taxes, pro-socialism, activist judges, anti-religious freedom champion of left-wing corporate totalitarian rainbow climate jackbooted thuggery. Speaking of judges, Trump gets seventh judge appointed to Ninth Circuit. One of the many reasons conservative voters took a chance on Trump in 2016 was judicial appointments. He has delivered. The federal system of intermediate appellate courts, the appeals courts between the trial courts and the Supreme Court, are divided into geographic regions. The Ninth Circuit includes Montana, Idaho, Washington State, Oregon, California, Nevada, Arizona, Alaska, Hawaii, and some territories. It has been a thorn in the side of conservatism often referred to by conservatives as the Ninth Circus, for its brazenly activist jurisprudence. As the headline said, a seventh Trump nominee just joined the Ninth Circuit. Commentator Hugh Hewitt recently noted that a shift is occurring. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has 29 judges. They don't all hear all cases. Typically, a three-judge panel hears a case. Sometimes a panel of 11 judges hears a major case. Hewitt observed that in a recent panel of 11 judges, a majority of the panel was appointed by Republican presidents. That's good news in an area very much in need of good news. However, there still is work to do in the federal judiciary. Federal judge puts up another roadblock to Trump's citizenship question for 2020 census. The president wants to change his legal team and take another run at getting the citizenship question into the 2020 census. Apparently, this must be approved by a federal judge. The Obama appointee who ruled on the motion rejected it, saying satisfactory reasons were not presented. But it's Good News Wednesday, and there is good news on the citizenship question. In a poll of a general U.S. adult sampling conducted by The Economist magazine and YouGov, 53% said yes, include the citizenship question. 32% said no, don't do it. I'd like to see that yes number a little higher, but it's good news that a majority said yes. May the president find a way to get the citizenship question into the census. That's Good News Wednesday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening.